0: This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here today on the Living Arts of Tulsa podcast, and I'm very happy and very grateful to have the opportunity to visit with artist Christy Bunch. Christy, thanks so much for taking the time with me today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Certainly. What I thought I would do is start out, it would be very interesting to be be able to share with viewers and listeners to get a little more of a sense uh, of your artwork and uh, what inspires you and motivates you on that and also want to get to know you as a human being as well as an artist, I thought sure. I would ask you first of all, uh, not to put you on the spot, but it would be mm-hmm. really cool to hear if someone were to ask you what your, what your art means to you at a deeper level, how you would share that in your own words.
1: Uh, my art to me means sanity, healing. Uh, it's how I process the world. Um, it's how I give back. <laughs> Uh, It is, I don't know. Art is me. That's really the way I can describe it. Like, I I am art. Like, uh, I think about art all day. I think about creating all day. Um, I'm constantly seeing ideas and everything that surrounds me. Um, Even when I'm angry, you know, no matter what mood I'm in, it definitely affects my art, but I'm always thinking about creating art Um, and sharing art, you know. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think the world is art. So that's, I don't know, it's life. Art is life. I, I love guess. it. All that yeah, thank say you. that art is life. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I was going to ask you, I had an opportunity to read a little bit about you. And of course, I realized, you know, reading about you is definitely very different from hearing, you know, about your work and, mm-hmm. and what inspires you. But I thought it was very interesting. One of the things I read, and I hope that I, and, and I apologize in advance if I've got this wrong, I'm just kind of paraphrasing this but I thought it was really interesting. You were talking about art as a portal to allow other people to be able to get a glimpse into the various complex layers of, makes you, of what makes you who you are. And so I yeah. thought I would ask if there's just anything that you might speak to on that or, or, um, or what that sounds like to you.
1: Oh God, where to start. <laughs> um, I am a 39 year old female who grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma um I grew up playing the violin and cello um I didn't own a car until I was 22 years old I skateboarded everywhere Hmm. um I broke my teeth skateboarding (laughs) oh my goodness um I love music I love art um I've been into art since I was you know well forever but 18 um I'm an avid reader my dad got me into reading it was kind of like our way to connect um hmm I forgot the question already.
0: Oh, that's okay. No, it was just <laughs> basically wanting to, to get some sense of how I loved how you're what I read about that you were speaking about how your your work allows people to get a glimpse into you oh, know, art the, as inner, a the inner parts of you or what makes you you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so also um I have mesophonia. I don't know if you know what that is, hmm. but um it is a my body has sensitivities to certain sounds and certain repetitive noises and it triggers my fight or flight. Uh, I've known about it since I was about nine or 10. Um, mm. And it can be very debilitating. It can be very isolating uh, because I have to remove myself from the situation in order not to physically react. And uh, it's still, there's still a lot of research going on about it. Um, there's a big push to get it put into the DSM-5 right now. Um, wow. uh, people, you know, it's kind of serious because people hurt themselves over it um, and they become like hermits and, you know, people, I'm in a lot of support groups and people get divorced over it because it's just everyday sounds, you know, it's the sound of somebody whistling. It's the sound of people breathing. It's the sound of people eating. Um, it's the sound of people making, uh, God, I'm going to trigger myself. I'm talk Oh, to I bosses. certainly don't want to do that. Sorry about that. It's the Sorry sound of that. people's I... voices in between no, 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 I. It's. I mean, it's just it's triggering to talk about because it's all around me all the time. Um, yeah, but it's know. the sound. Checks or peppers in the way some walk down the street. the sound of their shoes. That you don't really have a choice but to learn how to deal with it, you know. And so. Um, I know that I come off very standoffish to some people. And I think that misophonia has a lot to do with that. Mm. And it's really just because I feel like I'm always anxious to see what new sounds are going to introduce me to. And so I just kind of... uh, I don't know, I guess I just watch people. That might sound creepy, but I kind of watch people from afar before I decide whether or not I can... Hmm. be around them like for any amount of yeah. time yeah. um and it's not some i think i'm better than them it's really like preserving my mental health um and i think that informs my art um i try to show people through my art that even though i seem very introverted and standoffish that i am a very approachable person um i love people <laughs> um i'm a very sensitive person and i just I just want everybody to be happy. I know that sounds very cliche, but if there's anything that I can do to make people happy or make their day better in any way, um, I try to do that, which is probably where I work where I work. (laughs) Um, So um, I just think that everybody deserves happiness and stability and safety and to have their basic needs met. So I try to contribute to that in an artistic way um, and on a personal level, on a community level, um, and hopefully someday on a worldwide level, you know? So. Yeah,
0: and I was going to say, I love that. I really honor the fact that uh, that you're still out in the world. In other words, even if it, it sounds like in some cases, I don't know if there's hesitation,
1: you know, as oh, a result of not knowing what you, know, of what, we'll, what
0: you will hear, that I really honor you for doing this work out in the world and, and, uh, and being willing to be out at, uh, amidst that uncertainty of, of not knowing what's coming next, you know, I, I really do honor that. Thanks. Yeah, uh, is, has that sensitivity in any way affected any of your artwork? I didn't want to assume anything um, at all. I didn't know yeah, if that maybe so just the way you see I'm, things.
1: No, I'm currently working on a series that um, is all about my misophonia, just to kind of let people, to kind of bring people into like my day to day life. Um, So I'm creating a lot of sculptures right now that I would like to make into moldings so that I can make like bigger pieces because I want to make like an entire exhibit just on musophonia and what it's like to live with mesophonia and how it informs how I interact with the world around me because it is a huge part um, of my life. And I think it's mostly because it's something that I cannot control. Like, it's not a choice to be, like, I have, I had people tell me all the time, well, oh, just ignore it. I'm like, do you really think that if I could ignore it, I would even acknowledge it? <laughs> like, I'm, you know, like, I'm a mother. I know how to ignore things. <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, so just, just trying to give people a different perspective on somebody else's, in, basically, invisible disease. Because you look at me and there's nothing physically wrong with me. You hear me yeah. speak. There's not, you know, so... Trying to show people and tell people about music can be very exhausting because people don't understand illness that they can't see in a physical Mm -hmm. form most of the time, or that or that they can't hear. So if I get up and leave a room, people think I'm rude. You know, people think that I'm cocky or they think that I'm dramatic. And it's like, nah, dude, like, I just want to breathe. I want to take a deep breath. Cause right now my heart's beating out of my chest, you know, like my wow. fight or flight is triggered. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, uh, very uncomfortable, uh, physical triggers that come with it. So a lot of them are very uncomfortable. So there's like nausea, you know, there's like your heart beating in your ears. Uh, you can't catch your breath uh some people are sexually aroused it sucks especially just you know I'm like in the line at Walmart and (laughs) someone's behind me is popping gum and I want to stab them through the eyeball (laughs) you know but I'm like looking at them, and but it sucks because sometimes it's a small child and I know that a child doesn't understand you know and so there's just so much internal conflict I'm like I want to hurt this person I know it's not their fault but it's also not my fault but how do i deal with this i just want to get my food and go home you know and not be in this position so yeah it's it's heavy man it's it is what it is you know yeah um but i choose to have a positive outlook on life uh because people have it worse than me not saying that i don't have my struggles but a lot of people have it worse than i do you know so i just try to put the positivity at the forefront of my day and in front of me and just uh, live in what I am and who I am and just approach it differently every day if I can. So not every day is great, but today's a great day. And so today's a great day to talk about it.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And I, and I really honor you for, for speaking about this. And I was gonna ask you, you know, speaking as far as, as the importance of community, and I definitely get a sense you know, that, uh, that that is something that's important to you. I didn't know if there's anything you might wanna share as far as the work that you do. Uh, just speaking a little bit about about how you got started doing that, and just what that what uh, that's been, yeah. been like for you over the years.
1: So um, I am currently in uh, on track to finish my bachelor's and master's at OU Tulsa for social work, and then to get certified in art therapy because that's what I want to do. It's basically what I do now at work already, but I want to be licensed and do it. Yeah. Um, so um, about five. What years is this? no about four years ago, um, after my brother had died, um, and I had begun painting again, I was just like reading about you know color theory and uh, emotions attached to certain colors, um, and I just started painting my emotions just for myself, just like am I well how do I feel right now? Even if I couldn't process my feelings, verbally I'd be like well like what's going on with me? I'm like okay I feel anxious I feel exhausted. I feel very sad, Um, you know, I feel introverted, and so I'd go get gray, I'd get, you know, yellow, I'd get, like, a neon pink, and then I just look at them, and I'm like, those colors don't go together, you know, (laughs) like, those colors don't complement each other, but that would make me laugh, and I'd be like, girl, what are you doing, (laughs) you know, Um, but then I got into pore painting, and um, I started pore painting on canvas, and I just became obsessed with it, but I also found that I was kind of healing through it. And uh, I started getting excited, like, okay, how do I feel today? You know, like, I feel this. And I'm like, I still feel sad because my brother's dead, you know? But I, I also feel this, and I feel this. And uh, we got a kid housed today at work. And so now I feel happy, you know? And I you know, I was like, you can feel happy and feel sad at the same time. And just like acknowledging that for myself, um, it helped me inform how I present myself to the youth I work with, and then how I help them um, approach their problems so that we can get them on the level that they want to be and get them where they want to be. So, um, it just kind of took off from there. And then, you know, I, I started the caterings that year. Um, also cause it was just like a terrible year. Like me and my child were in two really bad wrecks. Um, and I had a lot of bills to pay off. And so I started catering. And that's when I saw that the flowers were just being discarded at these like huge, beautiful venues. Mm. And then I was like, what can I do with these flowers? You know, and so I just started asking, like at the end, like the help staff, like, "Hey, what do you want me to do with these flowers?" And they'd be like, "Trash." And I'm like, "Oh, totally." And I take them to my car, <laughs> and I just started drawing them out. And slowly, you know, I just started making gifts for like my friends and my family. And they were like, "What are you doing? Like this stuff you're making is gorgeous." And so I was like, "Well, uh, thanks. Um, like I'm glad you like it." And they're like, Chris, you got to start. You know, like you got to put this out into the community. You know, like start." asking people if they want you to preserve their flowers for them, you know, ask people if, you know, they want you to paint with them. And so I went down to the Black Wall Street Gallery when it was still on the corner of Greenwood. And I was just like, I'll go talk to, you know, Dr. Rico, right? Like all he can say is no. Right. Yeah. So I was like, but you know, at least I know that I put, you know, I did something different this year. I put myself out there. um, And I could say I did it, you know? And so I went and I met him. Uh, and I talked to him, and he was just like, "That sounds dope." <laughs> he was like, "Do you have any <laughs> photos?" And and I showed him some photos of what I did, and he was like, "Oh, we gotta get you in here like ASAP." And so oh, yeah. I had my first acrylic pouring class, December thirteenth, two thousand eighteen, uh, and it was fantastic. Like it was a packed it was a packed house, and from there, I did it until, I did it, I had a class every month until the Black Wall Street Gallery closed in September of the following year. Um, I had a class every single month, and oh, all wow. but three classes sold out, and I had, like, between 10 to 25 people in each class, and so, um, you know, I would kind of tell people what got me started, and the idea behind acrylic pouring and how, you know, you can't really make mistakes. There are beautiful mistakes, like the mistakes we make in life, you know. You know, it takes to choose okay. And, you know, people will be like, oh my God, like I shouldn't have added that color. And I'm just like, well, then scrap it and let's start again. You know, it kind of speaks to, you know, it's a, it's a parallel to how we should deal with life, you know. And so that's why I really liked acrylic pouring. And um, I started adding resin to my flowers and my floral work. And, uh, you know, now I create these, what I think are beautiful. That was important to me because I know, you know, I go to time and it's just very rare that you see black art. And I wanted to change that, even if it's just on a local level, you know. And so I just started um, making art that represented my community, that represented the people I grew up around, and the, you know, the complexities of their personalities. And I was like, oh, like, you know, like, Black women are so beautiful. And they're just like these flowers that continue to grow, like, despite their surroundings and circumstances. And I wanted to represent that. Uh, in my art, and so, in my own way, that's what I've been doing, and that's what I plan to continue doing. You know, um, and yeah, that's 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 where I am now. So.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that because I, I was going to say that's something is that, that is I had read and I understood okay. <laughs> in terms of, of culture and community being very important to you. So I'm so I'm really so glad that you shared this, and yeah. I was going to ask you just in terms of. Uh, any as far as any memorable conversations that you had or any comments that people that took that took these classes with you just getting any sense of maybe any of those that are you know some of the things yeah that have been so there was a
1: the most memorable memorable thing that somebody said to me was a family came in um to one of my paint classes and they didn't say anything until the class was over and they kind of waited for me and so um I thought they're just going to tell me, like, you know, hey, can we pick it up on Friday or Saturday? And they were, just, the mom grabbed my hand and she said, I just like to tell you, like, thank you so much. Um, she said, We really needed this. Um, our son died, and this is the first activity we've done together as a family. And it was the mom and the father, and I think us, like, a daughter and a son. And they're like, This, and she said, This is the first thing we've done as a family, and it's helping us heal. She said, This, you know, like, today was fun and we needed that and that just stuck with me and yeah that's that's easily the most memorable thing somebody has said to me so if I never make an acrylic pouring uh again like that was worth it because the whole goal was to help people you know process emotions so that was great
0: yeah that's so beautiful and I was going to ask to kind of it kind of related to that uh in some way. I was gonna ask also just about your participation uh with the uh the living with the Living Arts project that is that is currently on display. Would yes. love to hear, you know, just as far as uh, how that came about for you and just anything in terms of any experiences that you had as a result of that and just how you feel about that
1: at a deeper level,
0: you know, in terms yeah, of your so,
1: involvement with that. Um yeah, when I heard that Donald Trump was gonna be here during Juneteenth, uh and it was the 99th anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre had just passed, you know? So, uh, it's for me, I feel like it's always a very tense time, uh, the end of May and the first few weeks of June. Um, and so, you know, Juneteenth is the third week in June and the Tulsa race Massacre ends the first week. And so there's just, you know, it was high. It was, it was an election year. Uh, and we're in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's just a lot you know and so it was in Oklahoma is a red state so it's, it was just tense here um our youth were talking about it you know I was, I was talking about it with my coworkers, you know COVID was just starting to really rise and gain traction so people were just stressed um and I was just angry <laughs> you know <laughs> I was like on top of all this like I'm just angry like enough is enough oh yeah Um, and so um i just i wanted to create something that kind of like remind everybody that we're all in this together you know and um we can't let one person bring us down because trump is just one person he represents an entire group of people who think that way but you know trump himself was just one person and i didn't want his visit to be the main focus of the Juneteenth weekend, um, so I created that piece to just remind everybody of you know who we are, like who we are as Tallulahs, who we are as Oklahomans, who we are as Americans, and uh, we've overcome some pretty disgusting atrocities, you know that white people have you know brought upon oh, Americans, yeah. you know that. Um, you know, the Hispanic people go through just people, you know, all people of color go through atrocities, you know, even white, you know, of course white people, but um, just in Tulsa, it was just, it was such a tough time. And I wanted to create a piece that spoke to hope and the hope that we have and that we can find in each other if we process our feelings, sitting our feelings, but still, you know, choose to move forward together. So that's what I wanted to create. And that's what I hope I created for whoever goes and, you know, sees that piece at the living arts gallery.
0: Yeah. I just, I, and I, and I, and I was going to say, that is so incredibly moving. I'm so appreciative that you shared all of that uh, because to me it's, 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 it sounds like it's what I'm hearing is healing. You know what I'm hearing is opportunity. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Healing
1: and hope, you know, that's, and that's what I hope to convey in all my art is just like healing and hope and just letting people know that it's okay to sit with your feelings even if they're uncomfortable feelings you know like don't stew in them don't stay there but you should definitely sit with them for a minute to acknowledge them and then just decide you know that you got to move forward you know like you can't stay stuck because you don't benefit from it nobody around you benefits from it and it does get better it really does so that's I mean, that's my entire purpose, I think, is to spread hope and healing to other people.
0: Yeah, that's so, so beautiful. And I was going to ask you did you, did you, did you even have more of a sense of that after participating in that project? I didn't know if, if that intensified. Um, those I did.
1: Uh, first of all, I was very <laughs> putting that mirror together. I definitely had a different um, idea of what I wanted it to look like, but it kept raining. So I kept getting rained out. I got rained out twice and had to go change my clothes. And then I was like, you know what? I just don't have, I don't have anything left in me. Like my arms were shaking, my legs were shaking. I was like, I'll come back tomorrow and finish it. Uh, but then I got sick. So I did not come back tomorrow. And <laughs> I think it's because I was yeah. in the rain. Um, but I mean, I had a great time, you know, and like I had some family come out and support me and bring their kids out. And it was just a very... It was a cool experience. You know, the, the people at Juniper were super nice to me. They even like made me lunch and it was, it was just really nice. Like I felt like, cause at first I felt anxiety about going out there and as the day went on, I was like, yep, yeah, this is exactly where I was supposed to be today. So it was cool. Even looking back on it, like I don't regret staying out there that long and creating what I did. It was a, it was a good experience.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you have shared this. And it, it, to me, it is very healing to even hear this. And I was going to ask, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, you know I, and I appreciate you going back and reflecting on that. And now that yeah. we're, you know, going into a new year and realizing, you know, we're still, you know, obviously facing a lot of challenges as, yeah. a, as a nation. And you know, and not only that, I guess, the, the, as far as all over the world, I was just going to ask not to put you on the spot, but just anything in it. terms of as you look back at your participation in that. And as we're mm-hmm. moving forward in this new year, just maybe what things feel like to you right now.
1: Well, I mean, things feel hopeful, particularly today. You know, it's like whether or not you agree with the new current administration, we have our first black female president.
0: Love that! I, Absolutely, yeah. Love yeah.
1: Like history and black, you know, and Asian vice president, female vice president. Like history is being made today, and yeah. I am hopeful that the new administration will move forward together um, and make some really, you know, make a positive impact on America for the next four years. And if they don't, then I will, you know, I'll speak out about it like, like I would anybody else. Like, I don't think that any human is above reproach. Um, and if, you know, if you can't speak to people and correct people and love, then you don't really love them and you don't really care about progress, so.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I was going to say, as you were talking about, you know, each person in terms of that, you know, we all are all responsible for our actions. I heard, I remember there was an old, I think it was an old blues song, maybe that said, everybody has to answer to somebody. And so I didn't know if that, if that, that, yeah, if that resonates with you at all, or just it kind of brought that up. I mean,
1: I answer to God, like God is my source. God is, you know, I love the Lord. Um, I know a lot of people don't believe in God and that's okay. You know, like we can all be different and still help each other out. Um, I don't like look down on people who have a faith different from mine. If anything, that probably draws me closer to them. Uh, yeah. And I, You know, I work with people who, you know, um, they don't want to hear about my faith and I'm okay with that. I understand, you know, I'm not going to treat them any differently. I'm still going to love them. I'm still going to show actionable love towards them. If I can help them, I'm still going to do that. Uh, Cause that's just the right thing to do. And it feels good. You know, like it's like when we, you know, like if one person wins, we all win. So I don't believe in competition in that way. And I don't believe that those sort of differences should drive us apart. Now, if you're in, you know, impeding on my rights as a citizen, as a human being, then we're going to have some issues we need to work through. But even then I'm still going to speak to you in love, you know? So, Um, I think that's kind of a lost art uh, in today's world. Just, you know, speaking past your current emotions um, and it shows. So, I personally would like to, I don't know, just be a good person. Like, I just want to p- make people feel loved and safe when they're around me. So.
0: Yeah, Christy, I've got to say, this has been incredibly moving. I just, I cannot thank you enough for sharing, you know, of, of yourself and just in terms of what, uh, you know, what is important to you and, and the contributions that, you, that you're making oh. to the community. And well, uh, yeah, I you. think I may have lost your video for a little bit. Yeah, and, I was uh, like, <laughs> crap,
1: sorry. Yeah, sorry about
0: that. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to startle you and say anything. So that's why I thought I would, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I had some work emails popping up, though.
0: Oh, no worries. No worries. And again, thank you so much for taking this time out of a busy day. And uh, I really, I really do. I honor, I honor what you're doing and what you're creating and uh, what you're sharing, you know, all of those things.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much for taking the time. It's been great visiting with you. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Jeff.